Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipsher here with my main man and co-host, Mr. Tanner Santucci. What it do, what it do. And guys, do we have a special guest today? Probably one of my favorite couples in real estate for sure. Um, I'm here, we are here today with uh, Heidi and Pete out in Arizona. What's up, guys? Hey, Dude. Heidi and Pete are, are a phenomenal couple. You guys are going to see they're real. They're raw. They don't hold any punches. They're crushing it. And they have an amazing story of uh, just overcoming um, um, challenges, you know, in life and just winning and just seeing, you know, what it looks like when you when you do get through the mess, you know, and they're still working through some stuff as we all are. And so I can't wait to uh, to lay this down officially and 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 get the story out there yet again. Heidi and Pete, how are y'all? We're good, great, We're good. thank great. you for having us on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. The, well, um, you guys don't know this, but we actually tried. Well. Heidi and Pete know this, but the, the listeners and viewers don't. We, we tried recording this a few days ago, and they're in Arizona, and the aliens just were, like, coming in and effing the show all up. And, and so we had to, had to burn some sage and say a seance and, and get, the, get the aliens out of here. Yeah, the Ouija board. I, have you guys ever tried a Ouija board? Off the oh, no, I have, absolutely yeah. not, no. I have. <laughs> when I was younger, when I was younger, I uh, I tried. It didn't do a damn thing for me. No, no, right. But but um, at the time, I had these two friends, and um, they in turn tried it, and they were it supposedly it was working for them. But then they asked it about me, and it with like ape shit and their fingertips caught on fire well no (laughs) but the planchette was uh got super hot according to them and then they really did have blisters i don't know if they inflicted it themselves but they swear that it was a planchette that just got really hot and it's freaking plastic but it didn't melt so whatever i don't i don't know mind you this was back in my early 20s so yeah 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 I, it's, yeah. my, my mom was a minister. And so of course she hated that kind of stuff, but I was fascinated by it. And I remember one day I woke up really early and I rode my bike to the mall um, and bought a Parker brothers. I think it was Ouija. Yep. And I got home and I was still like, I don't want my mom to see it or anything. And me and my buddy, um, you know, after she left, we busted it out. And we're like, all right, here we go. Read through all the directions and put our hands on it. You know, you had to put your hand on the little, little, thing, the little yeah. glass in it. And uh, we're like, all right, we did all this stuff. And we just sat there. (laughs) Disappointing time ever. I'm like, this is dumb. Like, of course this thing isn't cursed or it doesn't work. But I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. My my mom told me a story. um, And see, I was heavy into church, like born again, Christian church all the time. And so, yeah, I, I like had a fear over it. But of course, when she told me the story about before her church days, she she actually hung around with Satanist cult people <laughs> and went to, you know, their rituals and stuff. And then she would, was telling me um, that she had a Ouija board at one point and it scared her. And so she went to throw it away. And like next day, next thing she knows, this thing is back in her closet mm-hmm. After throwing it in the trash, so she was convinced, like that this thing was cursed and following her around. And I don't remember the story of how she finally got rid of it. I think she gave it away, 
But that story alone, like just scared the crap out of me. It's like to me standing in the bathroom in the dark saying bloody Mary three times. I, to this day, will not do that. Nope. And like, I am deathly afraid of those things. You know, what's funny is right. I'm, I'm Mexican. So, uh, all, all of my Latino people out there, they'll, they'll completely understand this. It's like, not only am I Mexican, but I was raised in the Catholic tradition. So growing up, all I ever heard was everything is Satan, you know, everything. If you're walking down, you know, if you're walking by yourself and you hear your name called, it's Satan, you know. And this is shit my mom was putting in my head at three years old. So, yeah, I mean, I grew up very, very superstitious, very uh, fearful, shall we say? Sure. Yeah, that, and then you had on um, the alcoholic dad, and then so yeah, my life was really fucked up. Let's <laughs> <laughs> dive into it. You know, this is perfect because we're you know. I figured it'd be a good segue. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> right around Halloween, you know, Halloween's Ooh. a month. Six days or something like that. Yeah, right. Because my mom was firmly a firm believer that I was, you know, always getting into trouble and doing bad things and, you know, like running away from home and not coming home. She's like, I know it's because I belong to that Satanist group. I know it. <laughs> so, like, I grew up thinking, like, gosh, I'm cursed. <laughs> Well, for any of our, our listeners and viewers that are out there that 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 have a, a challenging upbringing, you know, and, and maybe it's it's you know polluted their mind into adulthood uh, so much so to where maybe you're finding yourself struggling and whatnot. I cannot wait again to dive into Heidi and Pete's story because again they they have you know very very same challenges. And so, if you guys wouldn't mind just starting off with kind of an origin story, you know where. where where, where do you come from? How did you get into this world of real estate? Um, and maybe just kind of take us back to some of the challenges you faced that that got you here. Well, I was birthed through my mama's JJ, and um, let's see, nineteen seventy one. Dark and stormy night. Yes, <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, no, actually, yeah, I. Um, I was a very rebellious child. My parents divorced when I was two. And so I was primarily raised by my mother as a single mom. And she had been 18 when she had me. Wow. And we only so, have minutes, you, know. you know what? <laughs> you cannot dictate my story. Um, <laughs> so I just, you know, I grew up already, you know, with struggles and, you know, back and forth between mom and dad and all that kind of stuff. And, with my rebellion and behaviors, I, um, I ended up getting pregnant when I was 15. So I had my first child when I was 16 years old and <coughs> was advised by the high school principal. Um, he was born in August. And so she advised me not to come back to school because I would be a bad example to any other of the, the girls in my school. So of course she recommended an alternative high school, but I'm like, no, screw you. I'm not doing that. Um, so yeah, I dropped out of high school and I did get my GED, but then, you know, I had my second child when I was 18 and, you know, ultimately, um, by the time I had my third child, I was in my early twenties. I, when I was pregnant with him, I decided I wanted to go to nursing school because I just didn't want, you know, to be living a life worrying about money and, you know, collecting welfare, so I became a nurse and I, I had a nursing career for uh, 23 years 
And in 2019, that came to an end and abruptly, abruptly. Yes. No control, no warning, just boom. One night I'm at work, you're done, not doing this anymore. Um, but I had made that my identity. And, mm. you know, so like when you, when you do that, when you don't really have like your own strong identity and you make something else, what your identity is, what you are, it just makes it really hard when you no longer have that. So, you know, my um, drinking got out of control and, you know, marijuana use heavy into the bottle and May of last year, uh, 2021, I got sober. And so then I kind of found myself with shit. Now, what do I do? You know, I'm clear headed and, you know, I actually have to think about things and, and one of the worst things for an addict alcoholic when they're on the path to sobriety is boredom. And, you know, so we moved from Phoenix to Tucson and um, our daughter, grandson and son-in-law, we all got a house together. So, I mean, I wasn't completely bored, but, um, you know, just in that boredom, I started like I was watching videos all the time, just random things that would come across my feed. And I happened to see um, this one YouTube video and Grant Cardone was the guest speaker. And so I um, he was talking about his show Undercover Billionaire which if nobody has seen that show, it is absolutely amazing that they can prove that in 90 days it is possible to have the bare minimum and build a million dollar business. Right. So that inspired me to like, man, I can do this. And like Grant Cardone is a beast and he, he just started um, a marketing business and I thought, Oh, that doesn't look so bad that doesn't look so hard, you know? So I was like, okay, you know, I'll do marketing and media, get my daughter involved. Cause she had a media business at one point. And, but then once you start looking at Grant Cardone stuff, real estate stuff starts coming into your feed and videos to watch and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. And that's when I learned about wholesaling. And so in the course of two months seeing all these wholesaling videos and checking out different mentorship programs i finally narrowed it down to astro flipping and a lot of that had to do with just you know jamil with his videos and i just i felt like there was a genuineness there and that whole spirituality like there was one group that i looked at that um the lady in the group that, that was the, the owner or lead of the group or whatever was just, you could tell she was very religious. And I'm like, I'm not looking for a religious program. Like I, I'm not like bashing anybody who's religious to each their own, but just for me personally, I want to be in a program that not only teaches me the correct way to do things, but there's a, that, but that there's a spirituality aspect to it because you know, what I learned with my 12 step program and sobriety is you know, you, you have spirituality, you have to like, you, you have to believe in a power higher than yourself. And like some people, like I was told will believe when they first come in, they believe in a doorknob being a higher power because the doorknob has the power to open doors to not just another room, but other doors in your life. So, you know, just having that spirituality, that connection, that mindset that he promoted that really attracted me because that was a lot about what my, my 12 step program consisted of. Right. So yeah, I, I joined Astro flipping and 
my husband was driving a truck. And so, yeah, now go into your story. You've got two minutes. <laughs> Bring it to you. Uh, well, let's see. I climbed up the hill, slipped and fell down. And, um, <laughs> now you're at a minute 50. <laughs> yeah. um, well, as I stated earlier, uh, very, uh, very superstitious background. Uh, and then you throw in an alcoholic abusive uh, father in your belief system. You're, you know, um, you know, yay big, right? As far as uh, belief in yourself and what you're capable of accomplishing and so on and so forth. However, at the age of 12, I pretty much, um, not pretty much, I did. I told him I would never be like him. You know? And yeah, I mean, I not so kind words, but he chased me down the block. And the only reason I didn't get away was because he fell and I kept going. He was drunk. So anyway, yeah, that, um, that resonated with me subconsciously. The, you know, the, the whole of my life, every endeavor I ever tried, I always had that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, it's like I, I would try different things and I would achieve mild success or something, a monicum of success, but then I'd screw myself over by making uh, bad decisions. I never believed that I would never succeed. Uh, we were talking about it this morning. I've never had that voice in the back of my head say, you're not good enough. But I always made poor decisions and self-sabotaging um, <clears throat> on a subconscious level. And it wasn't up until about a year ago or so, and I don't know, I'm sure someone's heard me say this before. We started a, a similar journey in separate ways, her with her AA group and me with YouTube because I was in a truck. And uh, <laughs> anyway, but it was a spiritual journey, you know, growth and enlightenment, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, we, uh, we pretty much arrived at, at, at a consciousness of, of unity pretty much at the same time. And then she was telling me about Jamil's program. And I was like, yeah, go for it. You know, find, it's like, oh, I found real estate wholesaling. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but hey, if you're into it, go for it. And this was Pretty much it. Yeah, she can tell you the rest. She enjoys. She likes telling the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, my husband supported me. I mean, he's always supported me in in everything that I've ever done. I mean, even except for the drinking. Well, even with my drinking, it wasn't that he supported me, but he definitely was a great enabler, you know. And I was a, a very good manipulator. And you know, there's a lot, you know, with that past that I'm not proud of. Um, but we can have a debate about enabling. And well, yeah. he's, he's just a very, um, very supportive person. And, you know, the fact that he stood by me just through all of that, you know, it definitely gave me a confidence level of, okay, like we'll be able to do anything that we set our right. minds to, especially if we, you know, collaborate together as husband and wife and become a team. So when I, when I joined Astro, um, we, we didn't have a whole lot of money. We kind of had like a, you know, we were just barely making it with his income and, and we were doing okay. But to have like that much money, I was like, okay, see in October of last year, his truck, um, cause he, he was a truck driver. Um, and we're talking like semi 18 wheels and you want to talk about something sexy behind the wheel of a big rig, this guy, right? 
Hey. Hey, shut hey. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to see me when I do it topless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his his truck had been backed into by uh, yeah. one of the people at the shop when it was in for service. One so of the mechanics damaged backed into it. it with another truck. And so there was an insurance claim on it and, you know, his truck got back on the road and everything, but we were like waiting and waiting for this claim, which it wasn't going to be that much, but it was to reimburse him for what the week that he was, wasn't working while it was being fixed. (laughs) And so whenever I decided to join the Astro flipping program, um, that day, the insurance check came in the mail and it was the exact amount needed for the deposit for the Astro program. And when was this? Huh? How long ago was this? This was December. So it was the middle of December. So we had waited two months for this check. And so basically he said, yeah, by all means, you know, it's like that must be the universe speaking, go ahead and go for it. And So I did and I jumped in and the guy was telling me about the videos, the Zoom calls. He's like, so yeah, there's six weeks of videos and you'll have access to the first four weeks. And then like after so long, we unlock the last two weeks. But if you get through them and you need need to open up the last two weeks earlier, let us know. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch all these videos and I'm just going to get right on it. And I'm going to like pay for Astro. I'm going to get that deal and everything. So December 21st is when I joined, I think beginning of January is when I was locking up deals, but I I had the mindset of, well, I'm not going to look in Arizona because the market's just so hot in Arizona right now. Like I can't even imagine competing with these people. How did and, you know that, by the way? If, if you uh, just got started, was there a time where you were researching real estate or did you, were you just watching the Grant Cardone videos and you saw an asteroid and you jumped right in? How'd you know the market was hot in Arizona? Well, it wasn't just the, um, the, like just Grant Cardone, but like Pace Morby came across my feed. I was listening to Bigger Pockets podcast because I had heard like, you definitely want to surround yourself with, with this kind of stuff. If you want to learn it. Right. Um, one of the things when I, when I signed up for Astro December 21st, the, the gentleman that signed me up, he, he asked me, well, well, how did, how did you hear about Jamil? Like, did you see his TV show? And I'm like, what TV show? Like, I have no idea. And he's like, oh, they've got a TV show, triple digit flip and it's on A and E. And before we moved to Tucson, like A&E was what our roommate and I used to watch every Thursday night, the first 48 hours. Like that was our show. And I'm like, okay, dude, like I watch A&E all the time and I have never heard of triple digit flip. And, you know, but when we moved to Tucson, we dropped the cable and we went to streaming. So we only had certain things. So, um, so when he said that, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to find triple digit flip. And so I did, and I paid for the season and I binge watched it. Like within that first week I'm doing videos and I'm watching triple digit flip to get a better gauge of what Jamil is about. And that's when I actually got to see Pace and Rahima and all of them working together and the intentions that they write on the wall of every house before the paint job. And I'm just like, that makes me feel even better. But the best thing about that show is it was all filmed in Phoenix. 
And so, yeah, that could have been like good to see, but it also was kind of like not good to see because that's where my mind was. Are you kidding me? Like they're flipping houses and selling them for like six and 700,000 in the ghetto. Like what is this market doing? You know, right. it, it was blowing my mind. Some of the areas that they were in because living in Phoenix, I knew exactly where these houses were. And so that also kind of like helped my, my thinking of, yeah, that's going to be a hard one to start in. And, but I wasn't in the astro program long enough to be on enough zoom calls to hear Jamil at that point, when I started getting deals under contract to hear him really put out there, like, don't have that belief, you know, start in your market and don't go into a market thinking, Oh, I'll never make it here. That came over time. Um, but yeah, beginning of January, I like got property in Cincinnati. I got Nebraska, um, Indiana. I mean, I was all over the place. I was chasing shiny objects and Squirrel. even locked a, a couple up in Phoenix, didn't move them. Um, but because of all of the properties I was looking at, I was able to get better and better at comping and watching the comping videos because I didn't go into the comping videos just to like ask questions about my property and then, you know, boot out of there. I watched, I was on all the comping calls so that I could see how he was doing it, what he was looking at. And then I would ask questions, even if it was someone else's property. Sure. Absolutely. And so that's how I learned to do it. And so then by the middle of um, February, beginning or middle of February, Jamil got to a point where he's like, Heidi, Stop bringing me your properties. Your numbers are always right on with mine. You have perfected comping. So now you need to like focus on getting deals. And so I was like, okay, but with canceling every MLS contract, I had locked up in that month and a half. I started to just be like, ugh, like what am I supposed to do? And Jamil told me, he, he would tell me like, you're good at comping. So offer yourself to other people, serve other people in the community by helping them perfect their comping skills. And when you give of yourself, the universe will bring it back to you. And 100%. so even then I came into it like, okay, well I'm helping you. Like I didn't say it to anybody, but I'm thinking, well, I'm helping comp these people comp their properties. How come they're like not asking me to move them or like asking me for the help. And so even then I had the wrong mindset. Because just because you give yourself to other people doesn't mean that you expect stuff in return. Because, you. right, you don't go into it thinking, oh, they're going to owe me big. And not that I did, but I just sometimes would think to myself, okay, universe, like, how come deals aren't coming to me? And so I remembered hearing Mahmood on one of his calls talking about the microflip strategy. And Jamil likes talking about how much money he made micro flipping. And I was like, you know, why not? Other people are getting the contract. So I wouldn't have to like have that little, I'm like the queen of canceled contracts at this point. <laughs> um, so they're doing that leg of the work. And, you know, we have plenty of dispo people in Astro and my connections from networking in Phoenix and why not do the Phoenix market? So First deal closed was in May, five and a half months after I started the Astro program. So that gung ho, I'm going to watch all the videos and get that deal didn't happen. But I stayed consistent. And, you know, so closed that deal 
But then I started slowly going downhill again because then my mind started saying, well, Jamil bought the deal. So it like mm, the count if your mentor bought the deal, what maybe it was a sympathy buy, you know, it was your one year sobriety. So maybe he did it to like make you feel better. Like this is the stuff that this asshole in my head is telling me. And, you know, I'm just like, no, 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 you know, and, and still trying still, you know, working at it and being consistent, but still that little voice in the back of my head was telling me this stuff. And so then the end of May. So this is about the time where I jumped yeah, in because his truck broke down and yeah. I'll let him go from there. So, I mean, I saw it coming. I knew that the truck was about to break down. Um, you don't drive a truck for 33 years and not learn a few things, but anyway, and I tried to prevent it, but it, nobody was caught by nobody. I mean, the shops that I took it to, they were uncooperative. Yeah, we, we really can't do anything until something happens. I was like, oh, great. All right. So anyway, yeah, late May, I'm coming. I'm heading I'm heading east. I'm, I'm up in the San Bernardino area, and my dash lights up. I mean, it just, everything just lit up. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I knew right then and there. I'm like, oh, I'm here for the night. So <laughs> it just. Parked it on the side of the highway and got a hold of uh, whatever. Anyway, long story short, ended up taking the um, truck into Fontana to a Kenworth dealership. And I got nowhere with the with the service people. They wouldn't give me a straight answer. And then they finally said, oh, it's going to be a couple of days. Well, a couple of days was going into the weekend on a holiday weekend. I'm like, shit, I'm going to be here for six days. I'm like, now screw that. So I went home, jumped on the Greyhound, came home. And like I said, right about that time, she'd gotten that check for 90 or 9,000 plus dollars. And I started to realize this shit's real. <laughs> you know, this yep. can really happen. Yep. And I was like, it's, it's a longer story, but to truncate it a little bit, I called the finance company, told them your fucking truck sitting in Fontana, go get it. Yeah, and that was it. Well, wow. Yeah, that that's like that was really a long super story. Yeah, no, it's I a know. Really long story. But, but there's I, like I no, there's there's bet there's more juice to that bone <laughs> or meat or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we he was in Tucson for a week, and so he he called them like was checking in with them. Is my truck ready? So um, after a week, when he called, they're like, yeah, like your your truck will definitely be ready tomorrow. So he needed to go back over to Southern California and I'm like road trip. Yeah, I'll take you. You know, I'm always down to go over to California. So we drove over there to find out that they no, were not done. Yet. It wasn't ready. We, you know, cause we figured we'd have to get a hotel for one night. Cause that's like an eight hour drive from Tucson. And, you know, so when they said it wasn't ready and, Oh, it'll be ready in two days. We're like, no, that's like two more hotel nights that are unexpected. We don't right. have by this in. time we're running low on money. Yeah, because the nine the ninety nine hundred dollars was starting to run run down because of you know playing catch up with some bills and everything, and so we literally had a conversation and you know where he was just like, yeah, I just don't know about driving this truck anymore. This, that, and the other, and I said, well, I mean, go ahead and walk away. You know, that's fine. 
And, you know, he did go back because he, he does, like, he's a good man. He struggled with leaving a company, you know, and just leaving the truck in California, you know, or, or doing the right thing and giving them notice. And so when he went back to the dealership, um, a day and a half later, a day and a half later, and they're like, okay, yeah, it's ready. And he got into it and same thing, all the lights came on. And well, it's a little more than that. Yeah. Um, well, you I, said short story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got, but by that time, she already <laughs> left. She was down the highway. She was heading back home. And I'm like, turn around. I'm coming home with you. It's like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I turned around. I came back to get him. And we, we started heading, you know, on the 10 back towards Tucson. And we had a conversation. And all right, this is for real. You know, there we're you really partners and uh, we're, we're jumping in feet first, you know. And so on that way back home then from California or whatever, is that when the light switch for you, Pete, officially was like, like you just said, partners, like that was the moment, like when you're on your way home, that no, was the moment that, you committed to it. No, well, okay, committed. Yeah. 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 That's what the, that old story about the, the emperor who stranded his people on on a, on, a, on a different shore and the only way he could ensure that they would win would be to burn the boats they had no escape and that's basically what i did i had to burn the boats and and he did um he he did do because the one thing that i told him because he just wanted to dive deep like yes <laughs> i want to do this i want to get properties and i said you need to go through the first three weeks of the Astro program. If you want to do any favors for me and help me the best way that you can watch the first three weeks of videos before you even think of starting to lock stuff up, because then you'll have a better understanding of the Astro model and how to do it, the terminology, the relationships, all of that. But most importantly, the, the mindset, which we had worked on mindset, but week one, I think, is good for anybody. I don't care how perfect you think you are. Week one still will have like tidbits of information that anybody can use. Oh, yeah. And so you don't want you don't want you don't watch week one and not say, oh, you know what? I can apply that. Yeah, exactly. And so he got through the first three weeks of videos at the same time, he went back to driving Uber and Lyft because that's what we did before the pandemic started. And, you know, he, he went back to- Which is kind of cool because I did not know Tucson at all. I mean, I, they've been here for a year. I hadn't. So, right. you know, I didn't know Tucson for Jack. <laughs> yeah. And so he actually, he drove for Lyft and he's like, okay. And we're like, all right. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but it's something that we're able to still have food and pay some of our bills and all of that until we get these deals closed. Um, and we went up to the mastermind in June and the AC went out on his van. <laughs> Let me ask you at this point, have you settled <laughs> on a market or are you still kind of all over the place in your market? Yeah, at that point, I was Arizona. But she I was is. looking at Arizona and Vegas. And I, I signed up and, and started looking at Vegas when Jameson was like saying, yeah, guys, get your deals. I'll put EMD and we'll move your deals and everything. Um, but 
I wasn't able to lock anything up or find anything that the numbers worked for the Kegley franchise. And, but I was getting sent stuff all the time. Still, um, still yeah. Still. And, but we, we still were just kind of like, there was still some mindset stuff going on there, you know, but more, not just about personally, but more about our real estate business and where we were going with it in our process. So I was already signed up to go to the mastermind in June and John, um, John Galan and I were going as partners and he didn't go like I didn't have him signed up to go because when I signed up and I, I made the decision and, and did all that, he was still on the road. So I didn't know that he wasn't going to be on the truck. So we both went up Surprise. to Phoenix. And so John and I went to the mastermind and the second late afternoon of the mastermind, you know, Pete had come over there and, um, you know, he, he kind of sat in for the last part of that day. And then, so then the last day is when people are presenting because Jamil does his one-on-ones with everybody. So through the course of the day is when people are presenting, but that Saturday night I asked Jamil, well, I mean, there's like a couple of extra chairs. I mean, if it's not okay, I understand, but do you mind if my husband sits in on the last day? He's like, absolutely. He can sit in here. That's totally fine. And so he did. And but after the mastermind, when we got back home, it, it was almost like a supercharge of the batteries and just things that you could apply. Like we get a bunch of stuff in the Astro program, but when you're surrounded by people on all different levels of their wholesale business um, and just the, the information that you hear you just kind of get even more inspired and you just kind of get that fire. Like, Oh, I know I can do this. If they can do all this, I can do it too. Right. So, but what we learned there and what we realized was that meditation needed to be an everyday portion, like an everyday activity for us. Um, because I, you know, it started meditating just kind of here, there and everywhere. Um, but when he was on the truck, he was on a daily routine of it. So we decided that we needed to do it daily. We needed to come up with a schedule. We needed to come up with a plan. I heard on Wholesale Hotline one night when Jamil and Brent, leave the dog alone. She's fine. And <laughs> she wants to say hi. Come here. Come here. Come here, Petunia. She's like, no, she's camera shy. Um, but they they were talking about, yeah, there she is. Oh, <laughs> They were talking about consistency and Jamil and Brent were just like, guys, we're telling you, if you make the minimum 25 agent connections a day, you are guaranteed to get a deal in 30 days. And so at that point I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. We'll see what happens. You know, I didn't have confidence in that, but I was like that rebellious nature of me was like, okay, I'll show them. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. I just know. But looking back on it now, that was still my mindset. But once we laid out that schedule and we became consistent and we meditated every morning, set intentions, it's like all of a sudden the floodgates started opening up and deals started coming in and buyers wanting the deals that we had. And then we closed our next deal on August 3rd. August 3rd. So first deal was in May. Second deal was August 3rd, huh? Three months later. 
And wow. that was the day our water got shut off. <laughs> now, this is August of this year, right? Yes. Was it August 3rd? Because it's up on our board. Well, because they shut the water off on the 3rd, and that's when the money came in. So it would have been a few days earlier, no? That it shut semantics, Pete. Semantics. Well, semantics. I'm just saying. <laughs> we recorded a few days earlier. We got paid on third on the third. Well, yeah, but we got paid on the third. Okay. Our water was right. I just wanted, okay. This is why they're my favorite couple. I love. Yeah, this. here we go. This is the they're so real. We've been told like you guys should start your own podcast because like the the way we banter back and forth that we actually still like each other when we're doing it. I know. You guys <laughs> do a smile on your face. It's not actually out of hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway. <laughs> okay, so May May's deal one, August is deal two. Um, what's been your biggest month so far, money wise? Oh, that would have been September. September. Yeah. How was September for you guys? Let's see, one nine thirty nine thousand dollar month. Incredible. Very nice. So we go from let's just let let's kind of man let's 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 yeah. review this. We go from the beginning of, you know, uh, watching the videos, you know, having all this self doubt, but, but going into it thinking, Hey, I want to give this a shot. Um, you meet your mentor, you know, you know, when they, there's the old adage, when the student's ready, the teacher here and really firmly believe that. Um, and so the teacher appears in, in the form of a blue genie. Um, and so Jamil, Jamil says, Hey guys, you know, I, I believe in you. I know you could do it. You started in this thing. You're all over the place. Um, and, and guys, if you're new in the wholesaling, I'm sure this probably sounds very familiar. So I want you to know what's coming. Um, so you guys are all over the place, right? And then you realize, okay, mindset, I've got to get my mindset, right? Like that's the one thing, you know, we, we're, we're, we're getting deals, but we're not closing anything. Like what's happening? So many people are at this spot right now in their business where they're just like <laughs> hearing these stories, you know, people, you know, getting their first deal done in a couple of weeks or in a month or whatever. Here I am eight weeks later, nine weeks later, 10 weeks later, you guys were there in terms of mindset. So then you go to the mastermind, right? You, you, you get, you get a deal in, in May, you're, you're able to make that happen. Um, and, and you did that through helping other people and setting good intentions. So the universe reciprocated and boom, you got a deal, right? Now you got some money. Now you're able to go to the mastermind. You go to the mastermind. Now your associations change. Now you're hearing things and you're being inspired. And now that's lifting your vision. You know, it's raising your bar, um, which is you know, B-A-R, belief, activities, results. It's raising your belief, which raised your activities, which raised your results. You know, right. come August 3rd, you now get a deal to move into September, which is your biggest month. You made almost 40 grand, which is you. That's like the average in annual income from someone. Right. So, yeah. And actually, I mean, to be honest, like we had, you know, deals that were supposed to have closed in July, like excited. We had one in particular that. It, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. And, and I even had stepped my position out of the assignment. I brought the buyer, but I had stepped my position out in order to get the deal to, to go and to, and to move and everything. And this buyer just 
dragged his feet, dragged his feet, didn't meet the deadlines, didn't close it when it was supposed to. And it was a probate situation. So, I mean, a little bit easier to navigate and extend certain things on it. But ultimately, that wholesaler, you know, was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to find a buyer if you can find another buyer. Because our my buyer was in breach of contract. And so then I, I found another buyer. And that buyer needed it at a lower price. So the original guy was like, okay, I'm going to try to get her down, try to get her down. Um, and then he comes to me and says, well, well, so-and-so is going to close it, which was the buyer I brought. Because the now he was in direct contact with my buyer. But I mm. mean, my buyer is known all over Tucson for the most part by a lot of wholesalers. And so I was like, okay, fine. So then my second buyer, I had to tell no, like just everything going on back and forth a couple of times. My buyer finally closed it. This guy told me that the wholesale fee that he would split it with us. And now he's ghosted us. Yep. So just, you know, we did have stuff in the pipeline for July and we did have stuff that was going to close, but even just that, okay, we've got this, like we were supposed to have three deals close in July and just whatever happened, you know, like that's one of those was the one that closed on the third because it got delayed by a week. Um, we had the Tampa deal that John, Sarah and I finally closed at the end of August. That was a July deal that fell apart at the last minute. And so, yeah, it's like all of this, we've got these deals. We've got these deals. We're going to have our three closings in July. And oh shit, no, we're not. <laughs> I, think there, I think there's a few key points for people to take away there. And you guys are the perfect example, which is I always tell people the second deal is the hardest deal. Yeah. Way harder than the first for whatever reason. I feel like it truly is. You think so? always, there seems to always be a gap in between your first and your second deal. And then after the second deal is when the momentum really kicks in for whatever reason. But I wanted to ask you guys. So since September was your biggest month and you went from your first deal to the second in August. And like you guys said, deals were falling through. Was that from a pipeline that you guys had built up over time from agents and all that kind of stuff? How did that kind of, why was that your biggest month out of almost no deals at all? Well, we had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we had seven in the month, between the month of August and September, four in August, three in September. Very nice. So it's not, not, those aren't, that's not counting the ones that like did not close. Yeah. Right. So two of those were MLS deals that Pete locked up because Pete is the MLS oh, yeah. guy. I am the microflip guy. I work with other wholesalers because I am still of the mindset that the oh, MLS is not working for me. Mm. Proof in the pudding came this last week. We had an MLS deal and I got the contract. I, I'm almost feeling like if my hands are on any MLS contract, it's not going to happen, you know, because we did lock one up and our buyer was like, yes, lock it up. And he went to see it. And then all of a sudden his lenders were like, oh, no, we're not no. going to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, OK, so MLS contracts to me are my Ouija board. I just need to stay away from them. Right. <laughs> But you know that about yourself, though, and, and you guys have found your strengths and your weaknesses. Yeah, because like I love working with other wholesalers. I love 
helping people get their first deal. That deal that we closed or that we got funded on August 3rd, mm -hmm. um, that was actually a first deal for an Astro student. Awesome. And I think that I've helped like two or three Astro students with our deals that we've closed to get their first deals or like their second deal. You know, I think I, I'm the exact same way. Almost. It's funny because me and Aisham are almost the same as you two. Aisham's more of the MLS guy. I enjoy really working with wholesalers, like you said, specifically helping people get their first deal. Right. Um, just because I think there's a lot of value there. And I know just I'm sure the same as you when you first started into the business. You're, you're looking for that help, right? Because you're lost, you don't really know. And so whenever you get that first deal and now you're like, oh shit, this is real. And now you're wanting to put that back into others because you want others to see that there is value in this business and that helping others is almost, I get more gratitude and I get, I'm more thankful for the opportunity to help others. That's why I enjoy working with wholesalers. So yeah, exactly. And I know like when I was just starting and I was new January, February, I was reaching out to Ryan Zolan and Michelle Garabito and Brittany Bond Berryman and hey, like I, I have oh, a Oh, by question. the way, we don't believe in name dropping. Okay. You know? <laughs> Those are all great names. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> But anyway. I'm just saying, and I'm saying those names and I'm not saying, and like, I'm not going to say anything to offend anybody, but I was trying to connect with the people who were doing deals, the people that were having success in Astro. And I would not get a response most of the time, or it would be like days or a couple weeks later. Oh, Hey, I'm sorry. I just saw this. Well, the deal's gone now. Yeah, and you know, but I used to, and again, that's the mindset thing. I used to be like, you know, like they don't want to help. Like I don't even Bastards. understand yeah, and like all this kind of stuff. But then when like some mind shift change started to happen, I realized, well, I like. When she got busy is when she realized. They don't revolve shit. around yeah, my world. At the time, as someone who's new and you're thinking, oh, they should be helping me. They should be helping me. Yeah, right. They're all, and, now they're like, you're spitting in my face. Now she's like, doing like <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny, Heidi, because yeah. you're 100% right. And what's interesting is, is you know, now there's, there's ball. I don't want to say balls that you drop, but I'm sure there's new wholesalers that are reaching out to you. And it's gone. You know, there's, there's a person who I just got back to who reached out to me four days ago. And, you know, I feel bad, but gosh, there's, there's so many people that, that kind of need our help right now. Yes. Uh, and it, it puts you in the perspective of, uh, you know, understanding now how busy that person was. And then you're like, then you have grace for them. You're like, oh, maybe they weren't just ignoring me thinking they were big shots. They've got a billion people. So the fact that they even did reach out to me is impressive, you know, and, and you just look at it a different way. And when you shift your energy, great things start happening. It's amazing. And, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I mean, like yesterday, she was, how long were we on the phone with them for? Another Astro student that kind of on the news side. I think they were on the phone for an hour. Well, yeah, that's one of the things, um, one of the things that I took from Brittany, you know, on, you know, a call with Jamil and even like she's put it in the Astro group is like, she was so busy that she created office hours to help students, to help, you know, people in their business. And when she said that, as I was getting busier and I'm like, oh, okay, 
that's a good idea because someone that says, Hey, do you got like five or 10 minutes? It ends up being an hour call. Yep. All and time. all the time. I totally understand it though, because I know like I probably, I mean, no, not probably. Like I know I was like that. Hey, do you got like five minutes? But then your questions kind of snowball and before you know it, you've taken up an hour of that person's time. And so, yeah, like I, I do put out there like Astro students that I'm actively doing deals with right now. Yes, I will take phone calls, but I do put it out that text is my primary way of getting back to people quicker. Um, but phone calls I do on Sundays. Awesome. And with then, other Astro students or with other wholesalers? Yeah, anybody that needs help, I will do I will do phone calls on Sundays. And Saturday is like a slow day. So, you know, I'll also do um Saturdays as well. Um, but but you know, mostly I just have set aside Sunday for phone call day. No, it's just making sure I was so during so during the week then with these other wholesalers, you're in terms you're texting them, say, Hey, Sunday we can hop on a call. So mm -hmm. throughout the week you don't mind texting, responding via text, but if they like, Hey, let's, let's hop on a call. You're like, okay, Sunday's the day. And that's what your schedule is every week. Right. Yeah. Every and then with my Facebook outreach, you know, obviously people that don't have my number, which now that I've been on podcasts, my number's out there. Um, <laughs> but it was that with my Facebook outreach, have a message me in messenger and like, yeah, I mean, I you're right. Like you, you end up having so many messages you know, in your so messenger that you're like, shoot, how, yes. like, how am I supposed to respond to I mean, all of these? I wouldn't know about that though. And, you know, but, but yeah, it's like, you just, all I can do is the best I can do in anything, including answering messages. But, um, you know, I, I feel bad when I can't get back to people, but at the same time, I just have to do the best I can. So, Ryan, Michelle, Brittany, anybody else who is super busy. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm saying that now I understand. You know, I, I'm sure that as we all um, progress in our careers, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to Arizona this week um, to, to meet Are up you on Thursday. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll be there Wednesday, but yeah, I'll be there for sure. Looking forward to meeting you guys. Yeah, we'll oh, yeah. be there Thursday night and we'll be there Friday. Awesome. Awesome. I didn't know there's anything Thursday night. We'll, we'll talk off, off air. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we will talk offline. So, <laughs> really quick, the, uh, the, the, the reason. Offline. No, no, it's okay. What, what do you got? What I was going to say was that um, <laughs> um, the reason I don't do like the micro flipping, at least not yet, what she does is I'm still new to this. And I honestly don't, I'm not real big on social media. I mean, I might check Facebook every once in a while, but as far as Instagram, not really. I mean, Twitter is like, I had a Twitter account once and I ended up with people that I had no idea who the hell they were. I'm like, now nah, we're done. And so I'm just not big on social media. Sure. Sure. You know, I think one of the most important things, a, a, a maybe a newer wholesaler, um, you know, can, can come to grips with and really find some value in learning is being self-aware, you know, is, is really, truly understanding who you are, what you bring to the table, and then being okay with that, mm -hmm. you know. 
Um, I think a lot of people, they see Jamil and they're like, man, I, I want to be like that. Or they'll see Ryan Zola and they'll be like, man, like this guy's young and he's, he's talking to agents and whatnot. You really, you know, take, take little bits and pieces from all these things and then just kind of ask yourself, what do you want to do? You know, and then you jump into that and you try it. And if you, if you see that it doesn't really settle with, with who you are as a person, then, then shift. And so Pete, I respect that, man. That's just, you know, you're self-aware enough to realize that it's not for me, you know, and you're not beating yourself up and you're not down on yourself for it. Um, and, and you just, you stay, you know, in that world, you know, focus, follow one course until successful. Um, and then next thing, you know, people are going to be coming to you and saying, Hey, like I, you know, please, please help me. Tell me your story. I want to, I, I know how you, you know, I know your story and, and, uh, how, how can I get there? Because man, you're so self-aware and, and it's 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 one of a, one of the most uh, I, I'd say in the last couple of years, Gary Vee's really helped me to understand that self awareness is huge. Oh yeah, you know, in mm -hmm. life. Yeah, and you know, I mean, Tanner, you work with other wholesalers, and you know, I I can honestly say that I I don't recall like that anybody was ever mean to me, but I've heard stories of wholesalers saying like when they reached out for help that somebody was rude to them and all of that kind of stuff. And you know what, what Jamil teaches. And I think not, well, I know that like he attracts people to his community yep. that are very much like him. And, you know, like I, I had a wholesaler this morning, like over the weekend, she had asked me to um, about a property they have under contract in Vegas and, She's like, you know, we have the ARV at 400 and I looked at it on Saturday and I was like, no, actually the ARV is like 325 to 335. Yep. And this morning she literally, she literally had texted me back this morning. Well, I don't think that you're accurate with your comps. I think you need to look at it differently. And these are the addresses that I had. So, you know, and, and just with the, with the way she worded it, it was like a nice kind of putting me in my place that I was wrong. And, you know, but the addresses that she had were like before July. And yeah. she was telling me like that they were good comps for her because she was going by price per square foot. So, what I tend to do when I have people reach out to me that are that have questions like that or have inaccurate information, first I look to see if they're astro elite. And if they're astro elite, I look at their thing to see how long they've been in astro elite because then I can gauge how new they are at this. Um, and so I even ended up having to call the franchise like, uh, okay, I'm kind of like second guessing myself. That's how confident she was with how she told me yeah. I was wrong. And, you know, so he verified, yeah, we've seen that property and we got an ARV of, you know, the same as mine. And so I, I sent her a message and explained everything to her. And, you know, but I also thanked her you know, or, or I told her, I said, I just want you to know that I appreciate your confidence yep. and you being humble at the same time, because that right there, those are two of the best traits in a successful real estate investor. And you're going to be great at this. Oh, wait a I have to interject. I have to, because what you didn't tell them was in one of her texts, she offered to help Heidi learn to talk properly. Oh, I love that. Yeah, right? That. Well, that's the thing is, there's a, I, I literally just had a conversation with another wholesaler like two days ago in a similar situation where they sent their comps and they were trying to justify why their numbers were different to mine, which is fine. Like you said, it's the confidence. It's okay. That's fine. 
And the, the biggest thing I always tell people is, hey, whenever if I when I tell you essentially no, which is not no to you, it's no to your deal, as in here's my numbers. I'm not going to market or work on your deal because of this reason, which is usually the numbers. Right. But I always tell people I'm not criticizing you. Like, don't take my no as a personal no to you. Take it as a no to your deal. And if you want me to explain how I got my numbers, explain my process, I'd be more than happy to. But I always feel like I have to justify like people do not don't think I'm saying no to you as a person. I'm just saying right. no to your deal because people do, especially newer wholesalers, they almost take offense to it. They take, you know, their egos are big because they're getting into it and all that kind of stuff. So that's a perfect example of how how that can go about and how when working with other wholesalers, that kind of stuff is pretty common. Um, yeah. And, and it also goes along the lines of just like overall, even in life, you know, is that, you know, one of the things I always had tried to live by was for everything negative that I have to tell somebody, you know, boost it up by five positives yep. or 10 positives. And, you know, so like, it's just like my little message, I guess, to all of us, because it's wholesale elite. So I would imagine most of us are wholesalers, but you know, always be kind to people because like you said, just because I don't agree with your numbers on a deal doesn't mean that it's a personal hit against you. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, and, and I know I've offended some people, but, you know, like this girl in particular, the way the conversation was left, she actually was thanking me. It was a perspective that she didn't know and she wasn't aware of. And, you know, because I told her, like, especially right now in the market, the way it is, we're not just looking at sold houses. Like I'm flipping it over on Zillow to look at houses for sale in that direct neighborhood and yeah. what the prices are and how long they've been sitting for sale. And, I, you know, and I told her because even that information can bring your ARV down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, but it's just so important to be kind to everybody. Yep. Um, like my daughter has a T-shirt. I, if I remember correctly, it says, be a good human. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's a good mantra. You know, yeah. uh, one of the things Tara and I share in our company, uh, one of the, our core values is don't be better, be different. Right. And, and there's, there's depth to that. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, you want to set yourself aside. You want, you want to stand out in the crowd. Don't be better, be different. That that's what separates you from the masses. And fortunately for us, but maybe unfortunately for some other wholesalers is the, the mass, uh, you know, let's say you're new and you're getting started and you put, you, you know, you send a deal out there. Typically what happens is you either get crickets or you'll get someone that responds and say, hey, sorry, you know, no can do. So don't be better, be different. Here's what Tanner and I do. And it's attracted masses of people to work with us. So much so to where we're now having to bring on new people to kind of help filter this stuff. Oh, you take the time. People, hey, look, guys, so, uh, you know, so say they send us something and they're locked up too high. You know, what most people will do will just they'll pass on from that deal. You know, they won't even give feedback to the wholesaler uh, while some will, you know, give feedback to the wholesaler and say, hey, you know, it, it's locked. It's a little too high for us. You know, send something else again. What we do is we jump on a Google Meet. So we get face to face with them. We pull up the deal and we record it and we'll actually go through and comp the whole thing out and show them how we got to this number. Show them that, hey, this is actually a corner lot. It's a little more valuable than this one. So when you're looking at that comp, there's a reason why that, you know, that that sold a little more. And 
you know what they do? They now, they, they appreciated you because you took the time to show them something. You taught them how to comp properly. So now who's the person that they're going to go to on their next deal that's comped properly? You. They're going to bring it to yep. you. So we, right. take, we, we invest the 30 minutes to 40 minutes to properly train that wholesaler on what we know about comping. And now they're sending us good deals now. They're no longer just sending us trash, you know? It's, it's become um, overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah, it really, it really is. Has. And so I just, yeah, no. I encourage you all out there, like, don't be, don't be better, be different. You know, take the time, like Heidi and Pete say, be kind, realize that they're new, just like you were at, at some point. And they're going, like, if you can be the person that brings them certainty, which is what we all crave in life, they'll keep going back to you. And the next thing you know, they'll right. be, you're their go-to person for deals. And that's, that's kind of the thing that, you know, once you become a, a senior member of any, of anything you do, you know, whether it's in your job or in life or, you know, an organization, it's like, then you become the example. And, you know, it's like when, when we have our grumpy grandpas at my AA meeting, you know, you get these older guys that I've been sober for 30 years and they're just like grumpy as I'll get out. And like, they just don't like change. They don't want this to change in the meetings. And, and I have had to tell them, do you realize that the people who are coming in right now as newcomers are the future AA? You know, because I go to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and, you know, but I try to apply that in life. Like when I was a nurse and I saw the students coming in, so many of the older nurses like, ah, I can't believe they're doing it this way. And it's like things are changing. Things are going to change. But if you're mean to these guys when they're young and they're new, like these are the future nurses. Yep. We have to like nurture them and grow them. And so that's how I feel about wholesalers. You know, if whether they're new or even if they're older in the game and have been doing it for a while and they're just resistant <laughs> to change, you know, it's like, hey, look, like the market is changing and it's softening. And this is why my number is where it is because I try to think like my buyers and most of my buyers are fix and flippers. So I look at every deal like, okay, if I were buying this deal and I wanted this much return on my invest investment, but I have a house sitting in this neighborhood at that ARV that's been listed for 70 days, more than likely my house isn't going to sell for that. So I need to be deeper so that when I list it, I can be under that. So it won't sit for a long time. Right. And that's the type of stuff that I share with these wholesalers is you can't just, just throw things out, you know, and hope that something bites because that's when you lose credibility with any of your direct buyers, especially. We have a buyer here, Jason, that's, uh, he's still stuck in the old days of, $500 EMD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that, that's like a whole entirely different topic because yeah. I'm a, I'm of the belief that that 5k EMD came about when things were just boom, boom, oh, boom yeah. Yeah, flying sure. off the shelf. Now that the market is softened, I think as wholesalers, yeah, we fine. can lower the expectations back down to what Jamil has taught us 1% of the purchase price. Absolutely. I'm so grateful of your time. Um, and I, I, you know, as, as we land this plane, um, I want to ask, um, you know, you, you guys are now, 
you're gaining momentum. You know, we, we talked about your your trajectory earlier. What's what's one bit of advice from from each of you for newer wholesalers? You know, that are just getting started. I know we talked a lot about Astro, and you know, th- this podcast. Um, you know, a lot of people. <laughs> Um, may not even know what, what Astro or Astro Flipping is. It's, it's a part of a mentorship and a coaching community that, that we're, we're all a part of. Um, and obviously, it's had a profound impact on our lives, which is why we keep bringing it up. But what's, what's one piece of advice that, that each of you would give to a brand new budding wholesaler? You go first. No, you go ahead. Um, never stop learning. And I'll give you an example. Oh, the aliens took them. No, the whole rich. That's not loopholes. No, this isn't loopholes, but it's it's all connected. There's always something to read when it comes to real estate. Learn as much as you can. Um, Pete, what's the name of that book for anyone who's listening and not watching? It's called the the Millionaire Real Estate Investor. And who's the author? Gary Weber. Gary Keller. Gary Keller. 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 Yeah. And then, um, like we, he just started a book, like this book here, the book he started reading or books that I'm like, I'm going to read books. And so I've got like all these books that I haven't even looked at, including the one he just showed you. Um, but there's another book that he actually told me, he started just reading the first few pages and he's like, I've only gotten through the first two chapters. There's already so much in here that we could apply to our business. Like, what do you mean you've never read this? And it's called um, Loopholes in Real Estate. Yeah. And I don't even know who the author is. But um, he's part of the uh, uh, Rich Dad series and uh, format. But it's funny. What I actually said to her was, you didn't read this book, did you? And, she, and she's like, no, why? That's because if you had, even up to where I'm at, we would already be doing what this book says to be doing <laughs> yeah. anyway. but the biggest i think the biggest and best one of all so far that i am reading is think and grow rich by napoleon hill yeah that one's classic solid gold mm-hmm. yeah i i mean we we went and got three more whiteboards yesterday four more whiteboards i forgot about that one yeah um, you know, to actually put our goals on the whiteboards, have a vision board, um, have a schedule board so that, cause our schedule was in like a notebook. So, you know, well, we couldn't see it unless we physically opened it up. Right. I mean, his word is never stop learning. I think my words are no matter how rough the going gets, just keep on going. Um, you know, cause it, if I had given up, I definitely would not be seeing what I'm seeing right now. And it's an improved life for my husband, myself, my child, my children, my grandchildren. Um, I mean, we bought a fucking RV. Can you believe that? That's awesome. You know? And like if if I had given up back in May, June, July or whatever, my dream of 20 years of owning an RV, you know, I mean, our plans changed. We're not living the nomad RV life that we were thinking we were going to all summer. But you know what? Life changes. And if you just like fall down on the ground and throw a tantrum when it changes, there's a whole lot you're going to miss passing by you, including money to be made in real estate investing. Just pick yourself up, brush yourself off and on to the next deal. Like I tell many people. Although 
a good tantrum for about an hour. Always, always. Good. Just yeah, and I'll just say this to kind of wrap up on my end is, I mean, both of what you said is, is powerful and everyone should take those things into account, never give up. But the biggest thing back to the knowledge thing about learning is that's, I heard a quote a while ago when I was first getting into the business that's always stuck with me. And it was once you stop learning is when you start failing. And I think oh. that's important because you're, especially as an entrepreneur, especially in real estate, considering there's the market, you know, you're always having to learn and adapt and be creative in terms of what we're doing to get deals done. So um, I relate a lot to the knowledge one because that's just that quote I heard a while ago is something that I always think about on a daily basis. I ne you never want to stop learning. Well, I've yeah. not ever heard that exactly. one, but um, I mean, I've always been a firm believer that, that my motto is <laughs> the day you stop learning is the day you die. You know, because yep. it's, it's just, that's what life is all about is every day is a learning experience. It doesn't matter what, what your career is, what your level of education is, if you don't allow for learning, what's the point? Right. right. So I'm not making alien faces at the alien standing in the side of our room, but this is our new business partner that's going to be coming on and get her exposure. Hi. This is Hello. our daughter, Amanda. What's up, new business partner, Amanda? I like your glasses. Yeah, you would think she's an alien with her glasses. Me and my rave, you know, <laughs> glasses. Like, life is always fun in the household. Oh, should I go get my finger lights? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, Amanda. Good good meeting you. And Heidi and Pete, I cannot wait to have you guys back on in, in six Ooh. months or so to really hear about, you know, your trajectory and where you're at now. You know, having an almost uh, 40K month last month, you know, you do the math times 12, that's almost a half a million dollars a year in income. And just to know, you know, six months ago, you guys weren't even close to that, you know, like not even close yeah. to that. And so well, actually, it's, two, it's two months where we've been at right at 40. So. Consistently. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I guess the other thing too, to take away um, relationships, relationships are also one of the most important things you can have because that buyer that was a pain in the ass in July, we are now partners with him. Um, we're exclusive right now to him in Tucson. So every deal that we get in Tucson, he's the buyer and he's teaching us how we can be the ones to close and how we can refi on the back end to make even more money. Phenomenal. Awesome. So it's it's all about relationships, networking, learning, everything that you possibly can do. If you want to be successful at something, immerse yourself in it and surround yourself for people who are successful in that. Become obsessed. You got it. Absolutely. Tanner and I always say it's never about the deal. It's always about the relationship. You know, right. Deals. So, guys, again, oh gosh, it's, it's been such an honor. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to oh, next week, and uh, we'll we'll talk more. I want to find out about this uh, th this Thursday night deal, but I may have to call you guys back, and, and we'll talk more since you you seem like yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks again for your time, and uh, again, uh, we can't wait to see you uh, on on the next episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. See you guys. Peace. Thank you.
What up guys, thank you for watching or listening to another episode. And look, here's the deal. If you got value out of today's episode, we kindly ask that you subscribe and like and get this bad boy going. And look, if you're in Florida, we're in Florida. That's our marketplace and we wanna help your deals get to the finish line. So if you got any deals that need help with Dispo, send us an email. We're at deals at unwindinvestments.com. You can also submit it via our property submission form online at unwindinvestments.com slash deals. And guys, we want you to be the next guest on our show. So get out there and hustle and grind and let's get to work. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.